this is a message to you, O house of God. For the time is come that judgment must begin in the house of God. And if it first begin in us, at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Be first. Be first. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presseth into it. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Be fit, be fit. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. And now also be faithful, be faithful. As we read, his Lord said unto him twice over, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Christian, you must serve Jesus Christ now. Why? Three reasons. First, because our service will be judged by Christ. On the judgment day, as we have noted, when the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. And before Him will be gathered all the nations, all the nations, and He shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth the sheep. From the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then Jesus will judge the sheep and he will judge the goats. First, the sheep. The king will say unto them on his right hand, What? Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. On what basis? On what basis? Their service to Him. Their service to Him. For as He said, For I was a hungered and you gave me meat. I was a thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Then the sheep will ask, When did we do that? And the answer, Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, naked and clothed thee? When saw we thee sick or in prison came unto thee? Jesus was not always on earth, especially after he finished his work of redemption in his living the life we could not live and dying the death that we deserve and, and rising from the dead. So when did they do that to Jesus? When they did it and when they do it to his brethren, which are their brethren. And as much as you've done it unto even the least of these, my brethren, 
And that means down to the lowest. Down to the weakest member. You know how the saying goes that a link is as strong as its weakest link. And indeed, that is true. So if you are ministering unto Jesus, happy are you. Because you are ministering unto his blood-bought children. Then there are the goats. Yes, there are such. In fact, there will be more of them, statistically speaking, as it were. And I don't think we need to contest this when we go out with the gospel and we see the preponderance of people that, that turn a deaf ear or a blind eye to Christ. Then the goats who are on the left hand, to whom he will say, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. On what basis? Their service or their lack thereof of him. As he notes, For I was a hungered and you gave me no meat. I was a thirst and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you took me not in. I was naked and you clothed me not. I was in prison and you did not visit me. And the ghost will then ask, When? When did we not do these things? Lord, when saw we thee a hungered or thirst? or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did that minister unto thee. Jesus, again, was not always on the earth, especially after he finished his work on the cross and through the empty tomb from which he rose bodily. So when did they not do that? When they did not do it unto his brethren, and theirs. Verily, I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not unto me. If you are not ministering unto Jesus, woe are you. Christians must also serve Jesus Christ now. Why? Because of what he did for us. In eternity past, according to verse 34 of our passage, the king will say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. What he did for them that was planned in eternity and carried out in time, as we would read if we look at a passage like Ephesians 1, 3 through 7. <clears throat> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as, he's, as he has also chosen us, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, 
to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. There is the work of Christ. There is what he has done for his people. As is witnessed also by the same author, Paul, in Colossians 1.13, when he says, Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. This is why we must serve Jesus now, because of his great salvation, because of his unspeakable gift. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And thirdly, because now is the time to serve the Lord. Now is the time to serve the Lord. Not tomorrow. Because we may not have a tomorrow. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as those that harden their hearts in the provocation in the wilderness. This is the time to serve Jesus Christ. While there is opportunity to do so for you and for me, Jesus talks much about the judgment day. In fact, the New Testament talks probably more about this one doctrine of his return than any other doctrine next to salvation in Christ. But to wait for the judgment, they would be too late to serve the Lord. That's when the sheep are called into heaven. That's when the goats are sent to hell. Most of the Bible talks also about serving Christ in the light of eternity and, the, and in the light of the coming judgment. In 2 Corinthians 5, 10 and 11, 2 Corinthians 5, 10 and 11. Speaking to God's people. Speaking to the saints. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That every one may receive the things done in his body. According to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. Just because you're a Christian, don't think that you're not going to be judged by God. Now thankfully, if you're in Christ, your sins have been judged at the cross and have been put to death with the death of your Lord and Savior in mind. But there will still be a judgment of our works. And those works that are not satisfactory, as it were, to God's standard. And, and they're not perfect, mind you. They'll never be perfect because they're done by a sinner. But if you're, if you're doing it according to a principle of faith, by the word of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, to the glory of God, they will be accepted as you are accepted and beloved. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. 
And that is what I'm endeavoring to do to you. This is not just to the world, but to the church first. Wouldn't it be better if we are to do good rather than bad, as it states in this passage that I just read? To serve than not to serve. To do good rather than not to do good. Again, opportunity abounds. There's no lack of it. And not only opportunity for us to serve, but opportunities in which to serve. For the fields are wide into harvest, beginning from within the church, extending into the community. And so we are to open our eyes. We are to look around. And we are to call upon the Lord of the harvest, that he may send forth laborers into his harvest. And Lord, to pray as Isaiah did, Lord, send me. Send me. Some will only serve if there's something that they can get out of it, as it were. Some are what I would call pragmatic, pragmatic servants. They will serve if it works or if it works for them. For name, for fame, or gain. Now, that's something between you and God. And these who are about that will stand before God. So you don't have to worry about them. Of course, if they're in places of, of authority, there, there is a, definitely a cons- should be a concern about their influence upon uh, the body of Christ. But if, if that's you, then you're, the, you're not the right material for Christ's service. Like that picture of Uncle Sam saying, you know, uh, I'm looking for a few good men. Jesus said in Matthew 20, 25 through 28, the following, Matthew 20, 25 through 28. But Jesus called them unto him and said, You know that the princes of the Gentiles, that is, people in the secular uh, uh, places of, of, of power, exercise dominion over them. And they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And that word is like the word for servant. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. There we go. There we have it. There we have the standard. There we have the one that will be suitable for the service of God. And not just ministers. Because we are all, as it were, to be ministers, stewards of the manifold grace of God, says another spokesman of Scripture, Peter. Uh, Pastor Vic Bernalis uh, said the following in a, I don't think it was a, a, a tweet. What, are they, what else do they call it? In Facebook. A true prophet of God does not promote his own self and selfish agenda. Rather, he highlights both 
the work of God in the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ and the spirit-driven obedience to the will of our Heavenly Father, Matthew 7, 21 and following. And he quotes Sinclair Ferguson, who is an author that we are all familiar with over the years, who says, the true prophet is far more interested in grace than in gifts, both in his own life and in the lives of those to whom he ministers. There you have it. There it's said in a nutshell. The one who would serve God serves others. Seeks to see Christ formed in others. Seeks to see the life, the spiritual life of their souls. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Look up also Malachi 3, 17 and 18. Malachi 3, 17 and 18. The very last book of the Old Testament before the book of Matthew. It says in Malachi 3, 17 and 18. And they shall be mine. Who am I speaking about? The sheep. The sheep. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. And I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Someone in the Bible had two sons. And one said, I won't do it, Father. Whatever, you, whatever he was tasked to do, I won't do it. And then later relented and served him. But the other son said, oh, yes, Father, I will serve you. I will serve you. And then when the time came, he didn't serve him. Which of those two sons did the will of his father? This is the one who did the will of his father. This is the one whom God says he will spare as his own son that serves him. And then shall you return, meaning the Lord, and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. There are only two classes, and either they are servants of God or they are not, because they do not serve God, because they do not serve others, but only themselves. The day of judgment is coming. The Son of Man shall come in his glory with his holy angels shall sit upon the throne of his glory and before him will be gathered all the nations do you think that's everybody? yes and he will separate them and not just nations but individuals that make up those nations one from another as a shepherd divideth the sheep from the goats and the king of kings is telling you and, and me what will happen to them he doesn't just simply conjecture and say, well, if they believe upon Jesus, they'll, uh, they will come into his kingdom. No. He, 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 he delineates exactly who they are, who is doing the will of his Father who is in heaven and who is not. And so simply to profess Christ is not enough. As someone says, we, we should possess Christ and we possess Christ by having the Holy Spirit and having the Word of God and having the desire and, and the, 
and the purpose and the passion and the love of God to serve him, to serve Christ. Now is the time. Don't wait until, until it's too late to prove your love to him that you are indeed his. Peter says, Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can Jesus say this to you? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Are you his faithful servant? Therefore, to him that knoweth to, to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Shall we pray? Oh, Father, I pray that you would convict our hearts before you, that we would be bare before you, that we would, Lord, bear our hearts and our minds and our wills before you, and to ask you, Lord, to please work in us, as Lord, that work of your Holy Spirit is ongoing. And Lord, sometimes it is more needful than in, in other times. And then in some, Lord, in whom this work has not yet begun, it is needful for the first time. And so I pray, I pray for this congregation that we may be a congregation of the flock of God. To you be the glory. In Christ's name, amen.